Words matter. Words can tear down, and words can build up. Words can hurt, and words can heal. Words can incite, and words can inspire. Words matter. And there are certain words that go with certain seasons. Like if I were to say, for example, Dell's Lemonade. It goes with a certain season, right? Or if I were to say, play ball. It goes with a certain season. If I were to say, pea Bruins. Or snowblower, <laughs> or sunburn. Words go with seasons, and even the Christmas season has certain words that go with it, right? If I were to say elf, or Grinch, or Santa. If I were to say shopping, or gifts, or debt. If I were to say family. For some of you, that's a good thing. For others, maybe not so much. And there are other words even associated with Christmas, words that are a little more serious, words like lost or without or alone. Words matter. And there are certain words that, other words that you tend to hear this time of year. Actually, I think you tend to see these more than you hear them. They're usually on the sides of buildings or on greeting cards or in songs or uh, sometimes they are in wrapping paper. Words like peace and joy and hope. And depending on how you view Christmas and the whole Christmas season, that, those words may seem out of place, especially depending on where you find yourself, what your circumstances are. But, but I think there are three words that really explain the words peace, joy, and hope. I think these are words that meet us right where we are regardless of our circumstances. And these three words that we're going to look at tonight really, I think, best summarize what we call the gospel or what we call good news better than any other three words. And actually, these words were in the video of the kids reading tonight, in case you missed it. They're found smack dab in the introduction that John writes to his story about Jesus. And, and these words are this, word became flesh. Word became flesh. And I just want to spend a few minutes tonight just talking about each of these words. The, the first word is word. And actually, the word word doesn't mean word. Let me say that again. The word word doesn't mean word. Word refers to a person. And that person is the person of Jesus. And what John talks about in this introduction as he talks about Jesus is we find out that, that Jesus has always existed. A lot of times we think that Jesus' existence begins 
at his birth, this time of year that we celebrate. But what John says is, no, Jesus has always existed. He has always been. That Jesus is actually God himself. God is one being that exists in three persons, and that idea is the Trinity. And that Jesus has been part of God since the beginning. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing, and he has always existed. And not only that, what we find out is that Jesus has made all things, that all things were made by him and through him and for him. That's the power of what word is. Word became. It's easy for us to overlook that little transitional word, but the significance of that word is so important. Paul summarizes what became is when he writes to the church in Philippi. And he writes in the book of Philippians chapter 2, he says this, Christ Jesus, the same Jesus that is word, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he, Jesus, made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. When he became, he didn't use his status as God as something that he was going to hold on to. It wasn't going to be an advantage. He was going to set this advantage aside. And not just that, he became nothing. He became the very nature of a servant. The significance of became is he became this out of his own will, his own desire, his own plan. It's not something that he was forced to do. It's not something he was commanded to do. He became because of who he is, love. The, the reason Jesus became was not just because he loved us. The reason Jesus became is because he is love. It, it's, it's who he is. It's his nature. Word became flesh. Again, looking at the same writing that Paul uses to describe who Jesus is. He says this. Being made in human likeness. When he became, the infinite became finite. The creator became part of the creation. Born in the most humble circumstances to a teenage girl and, an ordinary, and her ordinary husband, fully man and fully God. And, and what that means is he can and will experience everything that we experience. He'll experience loss. He will experience sorrow. He will experience pain. He will experience even temptation. And yet he'll never give into it. And Paul continues with what flesh means. He says this, And being 
found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. God himself on earth, where we can know him, where we can hear his teachings, and not just what he teaches, but how he lives. And even more significant is why he came and what he does for us. You see, God in the person of Jesus comes to us as one of us. He lives a perfect, sinless life and is unjustly accused and willingly suffers and dies on a cross for us. Paying the price for our sin and then he raises himself from the dead, conquering death. He gives us this opportunity for us to be reconciled back to God and the hope of life with him forever. There's nothing, there's nothing that we've done to deserve this. There's nothing that we have done to earn this. It's only something that we can accept. It's, It's the ultimate gift. Word became flesh. And that is why we have peace. We have peace with God. Because of Jesus, we are no longer his enemies. When we believe in Jesus, we are no longer separated from God. Peace on earth begins with peace with God. We, we have joy. Joy is, joy is so much fuller and satisfying than happiness. Happiness is often dependent on what our circumstances are. Joy exists apart from and above our circumstances. It, its source flows from knowing who Jesus is and what he's done for us and, and that our identity is now found in him. It comes from putting our full trust in him, that he is in control of all things. It's why we have hope. We we know that we live in the tension of the now and the the yet to come, and, and that by accepting Jesus while our sin is forgiven, and we are reconciled back to God, we still struggle with our sinful nature. And the effect that sin continues to have on this world. But there is so much more that's coming. One day Jesus will come again and there will be no more death and no more tears and no more pain. And all that is broken will be made new. The reason that we exist exist is to point people to this Jesus. We, we want everyone to experience him. We, we want you to experience him. We want you to know him. We want you to believe in him. We want you to trust him.
Word became flesh. It's why we celebrate this season. And it's why we celebrate every day. Let's pray. Father, you are so good. And we thank you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the fact that he has come, that he took on the very nature of a servant, that he died for us, and that he rose again, that we have the hope of life now and life forever with you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.